Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insights. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. All right, everyone. This is Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. And uh, the NXT show was a banger this week. It was a really well-written, well-executed show. So we're going to jump right into it. All right, we start off for the women's tag team championship and it's the vacated titles and uh it's a four-way elimination match they really start off the show with a uh high flying a uh, lot of action uh and it, it's good it keeps you from uh getting up and uh mixing yourself a drink or fixing you something to eat it is a show that or a, a match that you had to watch and you had uh uh caden carter and and caitlin chance and 
Frotz and Leon and, and Paxley, you know, Tatum Paxley and Ivy Now and, uh, of course, Toxic Attraction with Gigi and JC Jane. So you had the uh, two-time champs in there going against Paxley and Now that had never tagged together for the Diamond Mind. And, uh, you know, so it, it, they start off and it is a great match. And, man, I'm going to tell you, uh, Carter and Chance, you know, it's something they, they were the first to enter – uh, the match. They were the first one introduced, and they had an energy about them that I should have seen what was coming. I mean, this match was definitely, uh, I could go move for move with you, but it would take us all night. So we're just going to do a little synopsis of what happened. You know, you had Leon, which is the next power uh, uh, lifter. She throws her partner at one time over the top rope on everyone, and it looked really, really impressive. Uh, the first, uh, Frotz was the first uh, 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 eliminated, and it was kind of, <clears throat> I didn't like the way it was, but, you know, overall the match was good. She uh, j comes off the top rope, and Ivy just nails her with a gut shot, and I mean, you know, a good-looking gut shot, and then, you know, it goes right into a pin. You know, that uh, <laughs> Ivy, uh, Ivy now is, is, when she gets it down, uh, <clears throat> she might be pretty good. Uh, for a smaller person, you got to be able to move and, and get around the ring and, and really uh, tell the storyline. And, and she hasn't got it yet, but I could see it happening. You know, I could see it happening. But, uh, you know, and then you end up getting uh, uh, Paxley and, uh, and Nile end up, uh, the Diamond Mine gets eliminated second. And so it basically comes down to Toxic Attraction and Carter and Chance. And uh, they put on a great match, man. It was move for move. Uh, a toxic attraction definitely looked like they were going to pull it off. Of course, Mandy Rose was not at ringside. So, you know, toxic was bigger. Um, you know, of course, more experienced. But uh, they made it look good. They uh, uh, Chance and Carter went for a 450 uh, off the uh, turnbuckle. Uh, for their finishing move. They did not get it at first. Uh, Toxic came back. You had uh, uh, J.C. Jane doing some uh, uh, good work, but she ends up uh, uh, being able to uh, be the recipient of a uh, 450 splash. And uh, and they win the titles, man. Carter and Chance win the titles, man. They go up into the stands. They're, uh, they're doing the whoop whoop and all that stuff. So it was it was a good match, man. And you know, as I, I kind of try to rate these matches depending on how long I'll I'll talk about them. But if I had to rate this one, it would have been a B plus, a B plus. A little timing issues, but man, these guys are learning, and uh, and so I thought it was a great match. And uh, you know, we go straight in to a promo. Now the promo is for the new UK tag team champs, which happened to be Josh Biggs, Briggs, excuse me, and Brooks Jensen. And uh, I started looking, uh, and I haven't really paid attention, uh, uh, I guess, to these guys enough because uh, I look and I, I keep thinking, man, I know that name from somewhere. I couldn't figure out uh, who it was, but I did figure it out. And it ended up being a gentleman that came through our territory uh, years ago. Um, and uh, his name was Barry Buchanan. And his son is now wrestling 
in uh, in the uh, in WWE in the NXT. So uh, I was really really surprised, uh, and I you know I can't go into uh, a show without uh, uh, you know doing a little history. So uh, Brooks's dad uh, was known by several several names, but when he came through <clears throat> my territory, so here's my history lesson for the week. Uh, it was I'm going to say it was uh, mid '90s. He came through and. Uh, he had come up from like uh, uh, I believe it was uh, in the national championship or whatever, but he was coming through Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and he ended up coming through uh, us uh, here in Memphis uh, through ECW actually because they had created a storyline uh, with uh, our wrestling uh, with Lawler, which was doing some work with uh, WWE at the time. He was going to take over uh, ECW, but that's another show, but. Uh, Mr. Buchanan came through and he was a part of, he, he was known as Recon and they were part of something called the Truth Commission for a while and he had several uh, 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 stints in, in different organizations but in the one that I'm familiar with and I met him at was around in 96, 97 or something like that. He was battling uh, the Memphis area with uh, Flash Flanagan and Billy Joe Travis, God bless his soul. And uh, if you haven't seen or heard of Billy Travis and, and another uh, uh, gentleman or tag team they went against was Billy Kidman and Ace Darling. But if you haven't heard of Billy Joe Travis or Billy Kidman uh, or Paul Diamond, even these guys uh, that they went, they wrestled against in, in my area, <clears throat> I really think uh, you should. And one of the biggest uh, angles that he had was they had a created a character out of uh, Mel Gibson's uh, um the, the movie he had done at the time and it was called Lord Humongous and uh, Lord Humongous was actually the first person to play that was one of my high school coaches Mike Stark and uh, he was a bodybuilder and he was a, a, a All-American at the University of Memphis or Memphis State at the time uh, in football but he tried his hand in wrestling uh, Lawler tried to give him a little um uh, training or something but I, it just didn't work out his claim to fame as he busted a coke bottle over Jerry Lawler's head on Saturday morning wrestling but other than that uh, um, Mr. Buchanan came in and he took that role for a while and uh, did real good because he's like six seven, close to uh, 300 pounds so anyway I got a little sidetracked on that but uh, the promo does good They're, they bring out uh, Joe uh, uh, Gacy to in the dyad to pretty much kind of uh, stir up a little match for later on, and and Joe is uh, and Gacy is is constantly talking about Cameron Grimes, so uh, it goes into a a, a pretty uh, pretty interesting thing there. And also uh, one quick thing, only uh, uh, Lord Humongous Sid Vicious was uh, Lord Humongous for a while in the WWE, so that's another name. If you haven't heard of him, check it out. All right, they go straight into a Trick Williams uh, Carmelo Hayes. A birthday promo you know it's his birthday and he does an open challenge and when he does open challenge well it's going to be accepted and it was a set accepted by Giovanni Vinci uh, and uh, man for the North American Championship man and uh, they think he, he comes strolling you know his ent uh, entrance you know he's he gets a picture taken and 
that kind of thing. So he's strutting down to the ring, and, and it looks great. And, and the uh, Wade Barrett and the announcers are just going, man, this is going to be off this world. They're going to tear each other up. But then Nathan Frazier kind of slips by, and they do it so perfectly. The WWE has such good editing and, and marketing, and, and their promo ability is just out of this world. But uh, he does his pose for his pitcher, uh, doing uh, his walk down and here comes Nathan Frazier and he gets in the frame of the pitcher with his hand up like hi and he runs down and beats Vinny to the ring so you end up having Nathan Frazier going against Mello and it, it was a good match man they went back and forth uh, I mean you know those are some high flyers but Nathan Frazier really surprised me and he had some great moves, and, and I mean, he's fast, and he, I mean, he, he does great work. But then at one point in time, you know, Vinny goes over, and since he's not going to be in the match, he goes over and does a little color commentary. And uh, when he does, he's sitting there with a cup of coffee. And at one point in time during the match, they get outside, and, well, it seems that Mr. Frazier knocks over Vinny's coffee. And that did not go well. Did not go well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, Frazier goes to the top rope to do a finishing move on Mello, and who gets involved? But Vinny jumps up and pushes him off the top rope. Mello uh, corresponds with a good uh, finishing move, and the match is over. They get to do a little promo shot afterwards uh, with uh, Mr. V in the ring holding uh, his head up when taking another picture. But then they bring in J.D. McDonald. I mean, they, J.D. is uh, coming in to do a promo with uh, Braun Breaker. And uh, they do a little sit-down in the ring. Uh, you know, after a commercial break, they come back in, and and uh, Braun Breaker is sitting there with uh, J.D., and they both get a chance on the mic. You know, and this is all about training and everything. And I have to say, uh, Braun is a lot better than his dad at the uh, he's getting better at the promos you know his dad was just had to go bark a few times and and holler and didn't have to say a lot but now these guys have to articulate and they have to do the the storylines are a lot uh, different now uh, than they were they're not uh, back in the day they just weren't as uh, extensive or as uh, you know everybody can fact check and nowadays it, it's it, every, all of this comes into the storylines but 
JD and Braun go back and forth for a little while, and uh, you know JD tells him he's pretty much going to tear the muscles off his big body that he should be on Muscle Fitness magazine, but not in the ring. And Braun pretty much says that he's not afraid of anything breathing. So um, they go to sign the contract, and of course JD pulls another one out of his pocket. He tells him, "Hey, I want you, the champ, to sign first. So, Ron, pretty much, that's when he uses the line, I ain't scared of nothing breathing, and uh, J.D. gets it back, and of course, he's got to outdo him. So, what does he do? He said, I'm going to sign it, but I ain't using no pen. He actually sticks himself, calls us some blood, and signs it in blood. That's an old school move. I'm very proud of the guy, whoever wrote this up. If he wrote it, fantastic. Whoever wrote it, just great work. And, of course, you know, he signs it in blood. And afterwards, J.D. extends his hand to Braun uh, and says, hey, you want to shake hands? And Braun's like, man, I don't know, man, not these days without this blood. Ain't blood transferring? No, no, no. So, anyway, they go, they go away from that, and uh, they go into uh, the Creed Brothers and Apollo Crews uh, promo. And uh, pretty much they're saying, uh, Apollo's telling them, you know, yeah, be careful out there. And, uh, of course, the Creed brothers have such talent, and they're going to be very good. Their timing's not together there, but the physical and the physical talent and, and everything that goes with that, they've got naturally. The, the, I mean, you're looking, you know, of course not Kurt English, but they have that kind of ability to, it transfers over to professional wrestling, their amateur style. And um, anyway, they uh, they do their promo, and uh, then you got uh, Damon Kemp coming out and kind of telling them, hey, Roderick Strong is kind of missing, but he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And uh, you, know, you got Brutus going, game plan, we need a game plan. You know, that's that's kind of where they haven't found their niche yet. But they will. I truly believe they will. Then they go into a uh, promo uh, about, uh, well, it's Toxic Attraction, and it's with Mandy Rose, and they're just uh, outrate that uh, they lost the titles. And Mandy Rose is saying they got uh, screwed, and, you know, they it, that was an okay little promo, but then it leads into Mandy's music, and uh, uh, she's, got a, she's got a match. But this was a little weird. Um, now, maybe they've done this in the past, and, and I just haven't noticed it because I haven't been doing a review. But um, when watching the the show a little closer, they started this match on picture-in-picture, picture, which I thought was a little unusual. You know, they introduced them and actually started the match while they were in picture-in-picture. Picture. You know, and uh, Sarah, I mean, the match was good. The, the girls... Uh, uh, of course, you know, uh, put on a strong match, but they had to make Mandy look strong in this match, and she wins the match, but it's after the match is what happened. They're building up the for Heat Wave. They're building uh, the next, uh, <laughs> there again, I wanted to call it a pay-per-view, the next big attraction that they're doing. Um, they're uh, setting up a Zoe Stark, um, Mandy uh, Rose uh, battle coming up, so... After the match, Mandy grabs a chair, and her chair strikes her. It needs a little more work, but uh, she does set it up on her ankle like she's getting ready to, to cause some major damage. And dun-dun-dun-dun, 
Zoe Stark comes to the rescue. She clears the ring out with a couple good moves and then gets ready to do one of her finishing moves and Mandy slips under the ring and does a veteran move though. Jumps back in under the rope and grabs the belt even though. So she gets to walk up the ramp on that camera shot holding the belt. Very important. Very, I mean seriously, very important. And they go into a Tiffany Stratton and they've got her in all her gymnastics glory. And, of course, she explains to everybody how perfect she is and, you know, and how she shouldn't have lost the battle roll. And, how you know, she does make one point in it that everybody should have been uh, pissed off that they didn't win. And that's kind of what they were portraying in her. So I could see something, you know, coming on along uh, uh, pretty soon after that. But then you go to, is it Exum? Exum? He cuts a promo, and um, during the promo, Big Duke, Big Duke Hudson comes out. Now, he explains to him that, hey, look, I'm 6'4", whatever he weighs, you can't hang. You just, you just can't hang. So, of course, that uh, uh, leads into a, uh, a fight backstage, and they, they fight all through the backstage, and, and, you know, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, and they, they whoop each other all the way out to the ring, of course. And uh, Duke's kind of walking away, and the mask man, he, uh, he does not want to go down without a fight. So uh, he calls him back into the ring, and Duke continues to whoop on him some more. And he whoops, and he pretty much, he says at one time, he Duke says, don't believe in your heroes. <laughs> and... That entails to him trying one move and getting a reversal and getting a small package, which means XM wins, and that's the end of the match. So the little guy wins, and it builds up to next week. Uh, that razor's edge that he was trying, uh, it was a good reversal, and uh, the counter definitely pulls it off. So we go into a promo with Wesley, and he's pretty much uh, explaining to everybody how... Uh, Trick had to uh, blind him and do all this stuff, but he's wearing a Muhammad Ali shirt, and he keeps making the comparison to uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali, which is one of my favorite boxers and uh, a, a great man. And Wes is okay in his promos. Uh, he's not there yet, but he's okay. But he's leading up to a battle with Trick, and they're setting that up. But uh, didn't like the Muhammad Ali reference just mine and they're going to do a boxing style match six rounds two round or three minute rounds 20 seconds in between that type of deal and i'm sure it'll be good but uh just not too sold on wes's uh outside of the ring ability yet but we do go into the promo or the setup for the creed Brothers versus the Don, Tony D'Angelo, and uh, Channing Stacks Lorenzo. So, and of course, they've got the uh, the uh, the Mexican connection outside, the, the unwanted workers, the, the guys that are being forced to help. And uh, anyway, the match starts off, and uh, of course, the Creed Brothers, man, I, I'm telling you, they have all the talent. They have everything you need. They just have to get their interview skills better and it's it's something to do with their timing 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it's just a little off, you know, and... and Man, these guys, they tore it up for a while, man. And uh, Julius and Brutus are some beast. I mean, they are some beast. And Stax, man. Stax, you know, he, he did the majority of the match time. Tony, of course, did some great moves. And I got to say, Mr. Tony D'Angelo, Tony, uh, he did a, uh, he was going for a suplex. And uh, he spun I believe it was uh, Julius. Uh, he spun him in the air, and and let him land. And it it's like he was going to do a suplex, and then just tossed him in the air and spun him. It was fantastic. It looked fantastic on TV. Um, and they built from there. Uh, of course, Julius. They keep Julius in the corner, and uh, they keep you know going back and forth with him. He gets a couple. You know how they do these matches. They you know they keep him in the corner. They they it's a typical match as far as setup, but their execution was fantastic. And Brutus is just man. He finally gets in the ring and does a body black bock. And man, when he when he hits you, it seems like they fly off of him. And uh, Stax is not a small guy. But man, but anyway, uh, uh, the they, they, the body block they go back and forth a little bit more, uh, and uh, and and Brutus gets back in there, and, and man, if their timing was was right, this would have been an A match, you know. But towards the end, they're trying to slip in a crowbar to Thorny, to Thorny, and uh, right about that time, he's getting ready. The timing's right. Ref's back's turn. Santos. Santos comes in and grabs the crowbar and says, Hey, man, remember me? Gives him a little love tap upside the head, which ends uh, up with in the hands of the Creed brothers. And a massive, massive uh, 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 key into the match was uh, that arm bar. Or not arm bar, but the, uh, the clothesline. I mean, their clothesline is... Both of the guys, Brutus and Julius, man. And like I said, if they get the timing right, they could be the ones to be called up to go against the Usos. Because Lord knows the WWE needs some more tag teams that that can put up a decent showing and not the same old thing every week. But then again, that's another show. Uh, So... uh, you know, it was it was a good match. You know, uh, the Creeds do win because of the uh, outside interference, and of course they go into the promo with Tony Pist and uh, and the whole deal where you know, well, we'll get back into that. Uh, they after that, you know, Tony's outside hollering and and raising all two times of H E, you know, double L, and uh, so they go into a Roxanne Perez promo, and uh, of course she's talking about the Corjay and they're split up and. You know, if you remember right, Cora J is the one that threw the belt in the trash, which is a no-no. And uh, 
then they had to bring out the last person to do it to uh, to uh, be to promote this match. So, uh, you know, you got Perez telling everyone that she was a big Cora J fan, and you know the betrayal uh, and everything. And then you got Cora J coming back with her promo afterwards, saying pretty much that she made her, uh, that she made Perez. And then Cora, she does something that hmm, was a little, little funny. She compared herself to Bailey and to Roman. Then there's her. Pretty heavy, pretty heavy. All right, so uh, you've got uh, Brooks Jensen and uh, Gacy coming back, coming back for with diet, with diet, uh, coming back for their match. And and Brooks, Brooks has got the jorts on. Now, jorts are, if anybody doesn't know, they're jean shorts, made famous by Stone Cold in the wrestling business. That is, and uh, it's a look. <laughs> it's a look, but with the cowboy boots and the jorts, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, this match was a Donnybrook. It was a slug fest, and uh, everything is going great. This match is fantastic, and, of course, they've got to set the, you know, the ending up so both sides look good because these guys are getting uh, promoted up or getting you know the higher end of the cards, and uh, and then pretty deadly comes running in and tries to do a move while the ref's back is turned, of course, and uh, it doesn't work. They get thrown out, but it does allow Joe to lay him out with a clothesline of his own and a pin afterwards. And then Gacy goes, man, he goes straight into a promo and uh, going up about Cameron Grimes, and really they're making Cameron Grimes you know, look like, man, he's really down and out. They go right into Cameron Grimes looking at or watching the match and seeing the interview, and he's just like, man, I'm out of here, you know. So, And then they go back to Tony, Tony, and uh, uh, he's pretty much ticked, and he's on the phone doing his uh, uh, his Don calls, I guess you would call it. And Santos uh, calls him, gives him a ring, and uh, pretty much says, I can't work for you, you can't work for me, so they're going to have one last match and you know hey they've been building this up and you know it's not so bad tony is coming along and santos is more of a veteran uh so you know we will have to wait and see but uh they go into uh i'll be fire and uh lash legend and uh fire's got the cool entrance and everything but lash the ex wnba star is uh coming coming around her her mic skills are probably going to be quicker um, to the level that they need her to be than her um, in-ring skills yet. But but being an ex-NBA player and, and a pro a pro athlete, she will get that, and um, that's going to come along. But the match was okay, and and Lash looked looked pretty good, you know. But uh, you know they've uh, uh, during the match too. This is what I thought was kind of strange too. During the match they. You know the little bar on the uh, on the bottom of the screen that usually tells you like uh, a breaking news or uh, a bad weather. You know on the little information bar. Uh, it comes up uh, with breaking news. There's a tweet from Roderick Strong uh, that was not at Creed's side uh, for the Diamond Mine earlier in the night, and it's just congratulating. And of course they throw Apollo Crews a little tweet up from him, but. I just thought that was kind of strange they threw that into the match. But uh, 
the match was good. Fire finally gets on uh, right towards the end of the match, of course, and uh, it starts flying. She misses one swanton, but then she comes on with her best, best version of Jeff Hardy and wins the match. And a pretty pretty decent match. You know, I'd give it a C. Uh, but they go into a promo with, a, you know, it's the birthday boy. It's Mello's birthday. So they're leaving the, a facility to... Uh, to go uh, get their groove on, and uh, about that time, they walk out, and there just happens to be a beautiful Mercedes with the hood up and three beautiful girls in dire straits, and they ask if they know how to jump a car, and like any red-blooded American would do, I would hope, they said, hell yeah, <laughs> and that's where that one ends, but they go in to Nikki Lyons. And you know, and I didn't have anything against this girl. And her her in-ring ability is pretty good and everything, but I'm about tired of listening to every interview or promo that she does saying, I don't fit to the cookie cutter. I'm bigger than the other girls. And y'all are all hating on me. And half the time, I haven't heard anybody say anything. So it's the boy who cried wolf. Uh, she's saying it a little too many times and it doesn't have the same effect anymore. AKA uh, uh, Miss Marine in the WWE. We won't go into names, but uh, that saga she did for several weeks before they let her turn heel. Uh, anyway, and this last match was a hell of a slugfest. I mean, it was a great match. Von Wagner and, and Solo, you know, man, Sakai. Man. They can't bring Solo up to be with the Usos yet because he's not quite ready. Uh, but he is getting close. And Von Wagner, man, you know, of course he comes out with Mr. Stone, the, the little goofball. Uh, but they don't let them do live promos for this match. All of their promos are taped uh, leading up to this match, which I thought was a little strange. But I guess um, they, you know, both guys, they really need Mike skills as their biggest holdback right now. Uh, their timing is, is almost there. Uh, but the the match starts off fast, and it's it's inside the ring, and and of course Vaughn brings in the uh, stairs first, which ends up being almost his downfall towards the end. But it's a falls count anywhere match. So uh, they start off in the ring, and and man, you know Solo does the first cover, but man Vaughn puts uh, uh, after putting the steps in the ring, he he can he just he starts tearing it up, and both guys do great, and then they end up outside. And they do some classic, classic uh, moves, you know. Well, first of all, they open up the door when they're going outside, and who do they see? Who does Solo see first but the North American champion? And, uh, and of course, they're still trying to help the ladies. But now they're actually in the car. The car's running, and they're getting ready to roll. And he happens to be standing outside the car. Solo looks, sees him first thing, shoves him in the back seat, which is probably going to set up something coming on down the road. Uh, so you've got one person not in the match already affected in Carmelo, and uh, they continue to fight on. Uh, they head back towards the back of a parking lot there behind the studios they're at, and uh, they, uh, Vaughn uh, has got the better, and he ends up uh, throwing uh, Solo into a dumpster. And uh, Mr. Strong is hollering that, hey, you know, it's over, it's done, this is through. Well... It doesn't work that way. Uh, Solo comes back out of the dumpster. Now, 
I think they could have done a little more with him getting out of the dumpster, made it a little more dramatic, but that's secondhand Monday morning quarterbacking. But the match is great. Uh, they go back and forth, and, and I'm going to tell you, when Solo gets a chance, they're over by some, like, uh, overhead doors, like at a mini storage area, you know, those type overhead doors. And if anybody's ever had the chance to knee a person's head against a door, it's a fantastic feeling. <laughs> Not that I would ever do that. Uh, but he does it great, man. He even leaves a mark on the door, Vaughn does, with his head. So both of these guys are selling. Uh, they're both rolling. And this is what I thought was key. Now, when you're in training and you're learning, the busting of the table, you know, is a big deal. Because this is a coordinated event. Now, the announcers have got to turn these little uh, knobs under the desk so the desk breaks loose easier. You have to have the right weight. You have to know where the sweet spot is of that uh, table. And I'm talking desk. I'm excuse me. I said table, but I mean the desk, the announcer's desk. So they slam Vaughn on the uh, on the uh, desk the first time, and I'm thinking, wow, they did it wrong. They didn't bust the desk, but I was wrong. They were just setting it up. So uh, there's a super kick to uh, to Vaughn uh, with some outside fighting there. And uh, so Vaughn ends up falling back in a natural position where he would be laid out onto the uh, desk. And uh, the timing, what I was been preaching all show here, is is everything. So Solo has to look at the crowd, get them excited, look at the pole that he's going to climb, the turnbuckle that he's going to climb up to jump off onto Vaughn that is uh, out on the desk. And so that timing is so key when you're doing a live taping. So he does good. He does everything, but it, 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 the timing's just a little off. But he does climb to the top of the turnbuckle, and he comes off with a splash. And I mean the table goes. That's pretty much the end of the match and uh and oh yeah i did not uh mention that uh, uh during the before uh the solo gets thrown into the uh, dumpster that poor cameron when they're coming back into the ring he's trying to walk out of the studio and he gets knocked back so there were two casualties in this match and the table that didn't break was my bad because if i would have done this show live i would have been talking about how they didn't break the table and i'd have had mud on my face because it was a great writing uh, it was great execution. Man, this was a barn burner, guys. So, anyway, guys, that's going to be your NXT review for the first week in August. And uh, this is Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. And, as always, rescue if you can. Spay and neuter. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.